Mercury in Aries. All right, Aries is fire sign energy, so remember that. We're going to see those characteristic fire sign things come out via communication. The first thing we see with someone who has a Mercury in Aries is that they're outspoken. They are outright outspoken, hands down. We all know Aries isn't known for being shy, so they're passionate, they're opinionated, and they're not afraid to tell you about what they think or what they feel. Some people may actually find Mercury in Aries people to be verbally aggressive or even abrasive. Everyday conversations can kind of seem like they're attacking you or just that they're being overly aggressive about something that it doesn't warrant it. The, the subject that they're talking about doesn't warrant such passion or verbal aggression, it would seem. But it's just due to the way they feel. They feel fiery about things. And then that translates into them talking about it in a passionate way. And they can feel that way literally about anything about the most mundane topics, and they will just attack, 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 and come at you with such fire in their voice. These people are also intelligent, and it's not just them constantly throwing their opinion at you, so it's not like they're just spewing nonsense for the sake of spewing nonsense because that's what they believe. There's substance behind what they have to say. So that can be even more intimidating when they're talking to you because they can speak in such an intelligent manner, and then you're like, oh man, this person's talking about something. I don't know what they're really talking about, but they're coming at me in a certain way and it's making me uncomfortable. So Mercury and Aries people really need to learn to tone down that enthusiasm and that fire, and they can harness it in really cool ways, which we'll talk about in a little bit. They can speak ironically, and they can also be prone to sarcasm, which that's pretty much fire signs across the board. Each fire sign has their own special brand, I'll say, of communication, and Aries tends to be a little bit more sarcastic and a little more aggressive. They use sarcasm to their advantage, and they can come off as really funny if it works for them, but if it works against them, then they just seem really edgy and, you know, jaded, really angsty. They can also speak using their own slang or um, words that will directly reflect their personality. They use language to express themselves and to make their personality known. So if you know a Mercury and Aries person, they definitely will use nicknames or just funny words, even maybe words that they've made up. It's kind of like their own little language, and it really is a direct reflection of them. Aries-Mercury people are also prone to hyperbole. <laughs> they can exaggerate, and they tend to make a bigger deal out of something than it actually might be. And this just goes back to them being super, super passionate about things. But they can get caught up in their own hyperbole. And honestly, then they start believing the hyperbole and the exaggerations. And then they kind of don't really know what's real and what's not anymore. And then they're just in this over-exaggerated state all the time. Mercury makes these people impatient. Aries is a mover and a shaker. Mercury is kind of a mover and a shaker, as we know. And so they're always wanting to get the show on the road, constantly. They need to be moving, constantly. And while they like to always be moving, this can cause them to be either tactless or reckless. So they can be reckless in their motions and sometimes clumsy, but more than likely it's going to manifest in them being tactless or clumsy in their words, what they say to people. They aren't always going to think before they speak. And sometimes they'll do things 
or say things just for the sake of doing it, even if it wasn't the right choice at the right time. Because again, they need to be moving. They need to be talking. If It's constant motion with these people. So that just speaks to their impulsive nature. They can suffer from foot and mouth disease quite often. But honestly, it's they don't really care. <laughs> Even if they say something that might be off color or grating or aggressive to someone, they're kind of just like, get over it. Like, move on. Like, we're, you know, I said it, meant what I said, said what I meant, and we're moving on to the next thing. The main thing with these natives is that they're aggressive. So it's going to bring an overtone of aggression to the way they communicate, the way they move through life, even the way they spend money, possibly. They can be aggressive in, say they're in finances, they could be aggressive in the stock market. They could be aggressive spenders or savers. It really all depends how their chart shakes out. But no matter what they do, it's going to be with intensity. There's nothing soft or sweet about their delivery. So if you are someone with a Mercury in Aries, my advice to you is to learn to, to read the room. As actually one of my, my Aries son friends has said to me, learn to read the room. And that's wonderful advice for anyone with Aries placements, but especially Mercury and Aries. Learn to read the room. Learn to read what people are feeling. You know, you don't always have to express your opinion all the time. And I know that's going to be a hard one for you guys because for you, your opinion is everything. Your thoughts, your ideas, you need to get them out. And it's not that you're stubborn. You will engage in wonderful, beautiful conversations. It's just that not everyone is on that same level of intensity as you, and it can be really hard to get others on board. So if you're a Mercury in Aries and you're having a conversation some with someone and they just are kind of looking at you and not saying anything, it's probably because one, they can't keep up with what you're saying, or two, you have verbally intimidated them on accident. Mercury in Aries natives, just try to soften your delivery and that will make a world of difference for you. Mercury and Taurus. This is Earth sign energy at its finest. We're going to see stability, rigidness, and practicality with this placement. These people are cautious when they speak, and that's for multiple reasons. The first and probably biggest is that they're shy. It's an interesting thing, and looking back on the people I know in my life, Taurus people tend to be shy, and I never really understood that or noticed it, and that's probably because I'm a fire sign and I'm reckless. <laughs> so I apologize to any Taurus that I've ever made feel uncomfortable with my upfront nature. But yes, Taurus placements are shy, especially in the Mercury setting. They also don't want to be wrong, so this is also why they're cautious when they speak. And lastly, and kind of leastly, they don't care what you think. And we'll get to that in a minute. So Mercury and Taurus, these people are smart. And they believe that their opinion is generally the correct one. So that trademark stubbornness is what we see with this placement. The stubborn Taurus thing is coming in here. And that's kind of why they don't care what you think, because they know they're right. and you're most likely never going to change their opinion. Even if you have a nice debate with them or a good conversation, you could give them the facts, but once they've made up their mind, it's over. That's a Taurus. They're sticking to that. They can make not-so-great listeners because of this, but they do have really great memories. So anything that a Taurus 
Mercury native does observe, they're always going to remember it. So if you can get a Taurus Mercury to pay attention to you and actually listen to what you're saying, then they are going to remember. But otherwise, they kind of don't care what you have to say. I said they're shy, and it's so true, and I cannot believe I had not seen this sooner. It takes a Mercury and Taurus person a little while to get comfortable with people, and they need to really let their walls down before they communicate to the fullest extent with someone. Lots of strangers or places where there's large gatherings can be really hard for these people. They're a lot more comfortable being at home, you know, just hanging out with a core group of friends or even just reading a book rather than being at big crowded parties all the time. And that's not to say they're boring or lame, but we all know that Earth signs, out of all the signs, are the most low-key. <laughs> so this tracks along with that. A Taurus and Mercury will come off as very polite, and that's thanks to Venus. And they kind of use their manners as sort of a defense mechanism around people they're unfamiliar with or that they're uncomfortable with. So they use this really polite form of communication to interact with others because they know that's safe. They know, well, no one's going to be upset if I say the please and the thank you and you're welcome and all the the pleasantries and just keep things light and fluffy. They know that's not going to offend anyone. They know that's not going to get them in too deep. It's going to keep them very surface level and that's safe for them. So that's a really good place for them to be until they get comfortable with you. Reading is really big for these people. They can usually be caught with a book or reading online articles, blogs, magazines. It doesn't have to be, you know, the encyclopedia or this massive novel. But the way that they take in information best is through reading it. Their reading comprehension is pretty solid, and they're really, really good at just sitting down and sifting through facts that way. And it's because it's concrete. It's like having it in front of them, and then they can refer back to it whenever they want. So like I said in the previous episode, Mercury also rules over commerce and merchants, money. And we all know Earth signs love money. Whether they're making it or spending it, they love money. Among the Earth signs, we all know Taurus would be the shopper <laughs> out of the three. But a Taurus Mercury will know how to handle their money, no matter what their tendency to spend or save is. They know when to save, and they know when to spend. So that's a Taurus Mercury. They're cute. They're sweet. I think Taurus placements are really low-key and subtle. The biggest thing that we'll see here is almost a stubbornness to even communicate. So it's that stubbornness again, it's that shyness, and it manifests in a way that they're almost reluctant to communicate with you for fear of either being wrong or just saying the wrong thing or even opening up too quick. They don't want to do that either. So that's Taurus Mercury. Mercury in Gemini. Mercury is finally in one of its domiciles when it's in Gemini, and it's going to be expressed via air sign energy, because Gemini is an air sign. So in this placement, Mercury can zoom around freely. Think of Hermes with those winged shoes, just fluttering around, collecting data, collecting ideas, thoughts, just communicating, doing everything at once. That's what this placement is doing. These people change their opinions quickly, and take in information at an even quicker rate. That's just how a Gemini and Mercury functions. They don't like to be pinned down mentally, and they need freedom to explore the world through their ideas and through learning. They can seem hypocritical. They aren't typically hypocritical, but they can come off that way. And that's because 
they're apt to changing their viewpoint so fast and so often. Whatever's the latest and the greatest news, that's what they're basing their newfound opinions on. So these people can be easily swayed with a decent argument, but they also have the tendency to go right back to their old opinion if it should suit them better. So basically, they could be at work and they could get in a conversation with a coworker and think, oh my goodness, I've never heard this idea before. This is the craziest thing ever. I love it. And that's like they adopt that new idea. And then they get home and they think about it a little more or they talk with their friend or significant other and they're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't think that anymore. Yeah, I'm going to go back to what I used to think. And it can seem hypocritical, but it's really not. It's just they are really good at seeing all sides and taking in information and just kind of allowing it to stew. And then they form their opinions based off that. They don't hold on to old opinions like Taurus would. They are just really okay with being fluid. It's think of think of the wind. It's just wherever the wind blows, that's where they're going. These people are completely in their heads. They live pretty much on the mental plane and they live mostly inside their own minds. They need to know it all and they want to know it all. And they got to know it all now, which is why there's a sense of urgency of always trying to figure out what's going on in the world or even just what they want to know about. If they want to know about a certain topic, it might consume them and they will just dive in and learn everything about it. Their active mind means they'll have many hobbies, possibly multiple jobs, and they'll love to carry on multiple conversations with multiple people. So if talking was a sport, Gemini and Mercury people would get the Olympic gold medal for it, hands down. They'll talk to anyone, anytime, and they thrive off of conversation. If you aren't a great talker or the best conversationalist or even just a more shy person, a Gemini Mercury will hold the conversation for the both of you. These are the people that have a ridiculously full inbox. Most of them are unread. They have text messages coming in. They have Instagram messages. They have emails. They're getting phone calls. They're FaceTiming. And you know what? They're kind of loving it. (laughs) They might get a little overwhelmed sometimes if they get backed up. But honestly, they probably don't really care all that much because it's like, man, I I have so much to do. I have all these conversations to tend to because they just love truly connecting with people and hearing ideas. They thrive off of ideas and expressing their own ideas to other people. They love getting their theories and ideas out into the world. So multiple conversations for them is like nothing. That's just an average day for them. They usually have amazing public speaking skills. They could be really good at acting or debating, but overall, they're just really good at conveying what they know. Mercury allows them to uh, give their information to others in a really beautiful way. The thing is, though, what is it that they do know? Are these people really mastering topics or are they falling victim to the jack of all trades, master of none notion? It doesn't really matter, though, because even if they don't know much about a subject, they can come off like they do. And it's because of how good they are at talking. They could read something in a book one time and then take it and pretty much make their own theory or idea off of it and just talk about it like they're the one that made it up themselves. People flock to them because they're humorous and they have a way with words. Remember, this strength in communication can be used for good or for bad. 
Some Gemini Mercury people use their talents in speaking to trick people or come off as someone that they actually aren't, because Mercury rules tricksters and thieves, don't forget that. These people also love gossip, (laughs) and they always want to know what's going on in everyone's lives. They are the true definition of a busybody. And gossip doesn't always have to be malicious or negative. They could just be someone that really wants to know, like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, give me the latest, you know, just something like that. It doesn't have to be in a malicious way. They just truly want to know all the details all the time. One last interesting thing about a Mercury and Gemini person is that their life never really seems to be in order. There's always some sort of drama or problem or chaos that they seem to be a part of, always. There's always, always something. And I think that this is partly due to the fact that since Mercury's happy here, it just runs amok. It runs all over the place. It's like, I'm at home. I'm going to kick back. I'm going to do whatever I want. And it's just zooming everywhere. It's collecting facts. It's gossiping with friends. It's learning about current events. It's listening, watching, talking, reading, conveying. The list is endless when it comes to what Mercury is doing when placed in Gemini. These natives tend to get swept up in the Mercury tornado, and that's just kind of how they live their life, and they don't even give it a second thought. So from the outside, if you know someone with their Mercury in Gemini, think on what their life is like. Are they someone who has a ton of friends? Are they someone who is always moving, always talking, has multiple jobs or hobbies? And then think like, man, that seems like a lot. That's just a normal day for them. And again, it's because Mercury's living there, Mercury's thriving there, and that's how Mercury manifests. Moving on to Mercury and Cancer. This is pure water sign energy. The main characteristic we're going to see here is sensitivity to the core. (laughs) And I mean that both being an intuitive sensitivity, but also the stereotypical getting your feelings hurt sensitivity. They communicate through more intuitive means than rational, concrete ones. These are your gut-feeling people. They're constantly feeling the world around them from an intuitive standpoint, which that can make them anxious or even take on the emotions of others. So think of empaths. If you know someone who says, I'm an empath, they most likely have a water mercury, and it might even be a cancer mercury. Cancer is a sign that's known for being clingy or possessive. When it's in Mercury, this translates into being clingy to their own thoughts or ideals. These people can actually be quite close-minded. This close-mindedness is not evident. It's not really up front and center. They keep it tucked away in their shell, and they don't let anyone know about it. It's all about keeping up appearances with this placement. It's a little bit of what Taurus has, where they're stubborn but it's a step further. They might even be really closed-minded and even closed off to the idea of ever changing their mind or changing how they communicate about something, but they're never going to let you know that. They're always going to keep up appearances and have the outside of their shell be very soft and forthcoming, and they will present themselves in a nice way, but the inside is where their true feelings are, and you may never know that if they don't invite you into their shell. Mercury and Cancer people always relate things back in terms of themselves. So what I mean by that is, whether it's current events, politics, gossip, anything, they find a way to relate it back to themselves and how they feel about it. It's all about how they feel. So they could watch the news 
And all they're going to take away from it is, well, how did that make me feel? And what does that mean in my life? Because it's about what's going on in their inner shell. That's how they communicate from within. Also tucked away in that shell is a really, really good memory. Once they hear something or you tell them something, they're not going to be likely to forget it. It's also in part because they're sentimental. We all know cancer is the clingy, sweet one that you do something nice for them and they will remember it until the day they die. So it's that sentimentality that makes them hoard every word a loved one has ever said to them deep inside that shell. Since Mercury and Cancer people are emotional rather than logical, they tend to have really good imaginations. They communicate what they experience through flowery words or pretty poetry or even through artistic endeavors. They can use their imagination to really be good at writing or a powerful like slam poet, things like that. That would be your Mercury and Cancer people. As I've stated before, Mercury rules over commerce and merchants, so money matters are actually quite lucky for these people. And it's lucky for them in terms of inheritance. Typically, these people will inherit some sort of wealth during their lifetime. It's usually from the maternal side of the family, but it can come from a partner as well. Overall, Mercury in Cancer is a very emotional, sweet, sensitive placement. It can be hard for them to communicate in the world where people are a lot more gruff or aggressive because they don't really like that. It doesn't suit them. And with them being empaths and taking on everyone's emotions, are they even conveying their own emotions or are they just spewing out what everyone else is giving them? It can be kind of hard for them. So the next time your Mercury and Cancer friend is having a hard day and they're acting dramatic or overly emotional, just remember that they're, they got a lot going on in that shell. Try to give them a break and just cut them some slack and let them decompress however they need to decompress. Mercury in Leo. We are back to fire sign energy. Leo brings dignity and a sense of pride to the area of communication. Unlike Aries, which is more scattered fire, this is a concentrated fire that can burn on command and can be used at will if the native can really harness that energy. But be warned, they're still a fire sign. And if things don't go according to plan, the temper will come out. These people have amazing communication skills, and they can use them to be super effective leaders and to organize people. Their enthusiasm gets people motivated and excited about what they're doing. Since these people are good at what they do, they can be prideful at times. They can come off as boastful, egotistical, or even arrogant. And while they can come off that way, there's no denying that they're probably good at whatever they're being arrogant about. (sighs) That's just Leo. Leo, they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, but they especially know their strengths. And a Leo Mercury is just going to be a good leader. They're going to be the one you want in charge of the group project or the project manager. You want them in charge because that's where they're going to shine. That's where they're going to do their best. And they're going to be really good at conveying that to other people. But you also want them there because they're going to throw a fit (laughs) if they're not. The sun is the ruler of Leo. And that shows and it follows them no matter what planet it's placed under. So whether it's under Mercury, whether it's under Mars, the sun is still going to be there shining on Leo. and. So even if there is this arrogance, there's this optimistic, sunny disposition that really makes up for it. And I think that's why a lot of people put up 
with the Leo attitude, the Leo pride, arrogance, because they're just so damn sunny. (laughs) And they really bring this sense of optimism and a really jovial mood with them wherever they go. So yeah, they can be mildly annoying, but it's really easy to overlook it because of the warm-hearted nature that a Leo Mercury embodies. These natives communicate in a showy, flamboyant, flashy way. They're dramatic and they're theatrical. They use over-the-top speech and have really interesting word choices. So (laughs) my example for this is think about Moira from Schitt's Creek. I saw a list recently. One of my friends sent me a list of the words she had used in the show, and they're all real words. Dangersome, dewdropper, pettifogging, when she called David a disgruntled pelican. And then one of my favorites was when she said bebe, and she said bebe for the entire show then. And it was just this over-the-top thing, completely over-the-top, ridiculous vocabulary that is almost not relatable to the people around them, but that's just who they are, and they express their flashy, showy side through their communication. Mercury and Leo gives us someone who has a lot of enthusiasm, and as long as they're working on something that they're passionate about, that enthusiasm is just going to push them through the project. It can be really hard to motivate these people, but once you do, they're all in. Being able to express themselves fully is really important with this placement. I would say this is where the biggest weakness lies with a Mercury in Leo placement. These people cannot be stifled. They need room to express their thoughts and their ideas freely, no matter how dramatic or over-the-top they may be. The theater or other artistic jobs are a really good place for these people to land in because the typical nine-to-five is going to be really stifling for them. They're not going to be able to maybe act the way they want or communicate the way they want and have it be acceptable for the workplace. So even if they do have a typical nine-to-five, A creative hobby or a side job is going to be crucial to their happiness. They also tend to hate tedious work. Tedious work is not for them. They do not care for the details or being the ones that work out the details. And that's why they would rather delegate tasks than actually do the tasks themselves. Which, like I said, it works for them because they're good at it. If you have a Leo placement, a Mercury and Leo around you, let them be in charge. As long as you know they're capable, which again, I'm sure they are, because that's Leo's. They're capable to a fault. Let them be in charge because it's just going to save you a lot of time, energy, and misery (laughs) if you just let them do that. So while Mercury in Leo people aren't one for the details, that's where Mercury in Virgo people step in. Mercury is in its domicile when it's in Virgo, and it's going to be expressed via Earth sign energy. This placement is going to look at the facts and only the facts. There's no room for emotion in a Virgo Mercury's logic. One reason they need the facts is because they won't make a decision until they can analyze the situation properly. It's not that they're indecisive because they aren't. Trust me, these people are not indecisive. They want to make a decision. They simply want to make sure that they're making the most informed choice possible. Another reason they need all the information and all the facts up front is because once a decision is made, they rarely change from it. I keep, I keep referring back to Taurus, but again, like Taurus, they have that earth sign energy of once I pick something, I'm going to stick to it. They're not as stubborn as Taurus about it. 
But once they lock in their choice, they do tend to stick with it, and that's just an earth sign thing. Strong minds are a key characteristic here. So strong, in fact, that these natives often think the world around them should function like the inner workings of their own brain. They're often really disappointed and left anxiety-ridden when they realize that the world isn't like the world inside their own mind. And this is another typical Earth sign thing. I would actually say that Capricorn is the biggest offender of this, but Virgo is basically mini Capricorn, so they're doing a little bit of this as well. Virgo and Mercury people can be intolerant of others who don't use logic like they do. They don't like people who communicate in a sloppy, overly emotional, improper manner. So if they don't use proper grammar, if they're crying all the time, if they don't speak in a clear, audible way, they are not going to like that. And it's going to be really hard for them to put up with it and even just want to deal with someone or communicate with someone that talks or just translates their emotions that way. They are truly emotionally detached in their own thinking. Emotions do not play a role in how they formulate their thoughts or opinions. While this might be hard for them in social settings, in a career setting, they're often miles above the rest. They can use their logical minds to be great scientists, teachers, or business people. Any situation where emotions would only hinder you or cloud your judgment, these people are going to excel. Your Mercury and Virgo people, they are not the friend you go to (laughs) when you want to be coddled or emotionally babied, I'll say. They're the people you go to when you want to hear the cold hard truth, when you finally do want to break up with him or her, and you really want to know the truth about the matter. They aren't the person you go to to get comfort. That's just not them. Their mind doesn't work that way. And that can be really hard for more emotional placements and emotional people because Virgos come off as cold and distant, and they aren't. They really, really aren't. Their mind is set up in a way that they just can't think that way. Their mind doesn't process emotion, and it just does not register with them. So to call them unemotional is slightly unfair, but not untrue. Mercury allows these people to learn quickly and to absorb facts at a lightning-fast pace. Since they're great learners and workers, they tend to take on too much work, and they can become bogged down by the things they have to do. They can drown in their own to-do list, and honestly, it's by their own doing. They made the to-do list, and now they're drowning in it. That's a Virgo thing to a T. And this can be really anxiety-inducing for them. Virgo, Mercury people have a lot of anxiety because they're always thinking in such a logical way and they're trying to figure out an emotional world. (laughs) They are logical people living in an emotional world and that just doesn't always work out. The world does not act the way you want it to. The world does not act the way it is inside your brain and that can be really hard. Both Mercury and Virgo are in their domiciles here, so let's talk about domiciles a little bit. While a Gemini Mercury manifests as someone who's a talker and will communicate through speech, Virgo Mercury gets the more analytical side of that coin. The inner workings of a Virgo Mercury's mind are where the action is, while as for a Gemini Mercury, they're out in the open. 
Again, they're the talkers, they're the movers, they're the shakers. Virgos are the ones that are more subdued and in their own heads and just kind of think of like a tinkerer or someone who's an inventor and they're just, the wheels are constantly turning on the inside, but for Gemini, it's constantly on the outside. This is the difference between a domicile in earth and a domicile in air. All right, those are the Mercury placements of Aries through Virgo, my sweet, sweet moon babies. We'll continue going through the rest of the signs next week, starting with Libra and ending with Pisces. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. Please like and subscribe to the podcast as well as leave a rating or review. Those things help me out tremendously and I appreciate it so, so much. All right, my moon babes, I will see you later. Bye.